listening to the Real Life Church Podcast. To learn more about Real Life Church, including our gathering times in Yuma, Arizona, visit us online at reallifeyuma.com. Today's talk comes from Pastor Bob Van Horn. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Life Church and I'm glad you're with us today. We are starting a brand new teaching series. You know, one of the values that we have here is being real and being relevant. I mean, the series that we're about to jump off onto is going to help us with both of those things. I mean, there's lots of things in life, okay, that we want to carry forward, like good friends and good habits. But there are some things in life that we should leave behind, things that are not worth going from one season of life to another. So for the next few weeks, we're going to look at one of those things that we should leave in the past, get in the habit of leaving them behind. And those things, well, they're called excuses. See, excuses are like paper walls. I mean, from a distance, they look really like huge obstacles. From a distance, they look impenetrable. From a distance, they look like we really don't have any choice but to do what we're already doing or not do what we're not doing or not even try to do what we should be trying to do. In fact, if you were to look at excuses, excuses look a lot like actual reasons. Now, we like to make up reasons why we don't do something or actual reasons for us not to try to do something. But if we push a little bit farther, we're going to discover that our reasons, a lot of times, well, they're just really good excuses. They're just excuses. So right now, would you do me a favor and share this video? Before we jump right into the middle of this, would you share it with your friends? And let me ask you, if you won't, why not? What's your excuse? Oh, I knew I could use that one day, right? What's your excuse? Why don't you want to share it with your friends? I think that all of us, whether you're a Christian today, whether you're somebody who's investigating what it means to be a Christian, or somebody who, you know what, you don't want anything to do with Jesus or the church or anything like that, we're all going to get something out of this series, but only if you share it. So would you do that right now? So excuses often get passed off as reasons. And excuses, well, in the real world, if we're not careful, become our becauses. Becauses, all of us have some becauses that we hide behind when certain things come up. When people ask us questions like, why don't you? Well, because. Why haven't you? Well, because. Why do you keep on doing that? Well, I, because, why don't you start doing, because, because, because. Why don't you quit? Because. Why did you stay? Because. Why did you choose to leave? Because. Why didn't you just tell him? Because. Why didn't you tell her? Because. See, we've got all these becauses, excuses, and then they pass themselves off as reasons and our real-world vocabulary, they become our paper walls. And that's what we're going to talk about over the next several weeks. 
There's actually a very fine line between a reason and an excuse. And one always disguises itself as the other. In fact, when we're talking about excuses to other people, the way we talk about it really underscores this. What do you say when someone makes up an excuse? Matter of fact, when they make up an excuse, you hear it and you recognize it as an excuse. We hear it and that becomes there because, and we see right through it. See, excuses are things that a lot of times we just make up. It's those paper walls that seem so impenetrable, seem like obstacles, but really they're just paper walls, stuff you've created up in your own mind, trying to convince yourself that it's actually a real wall. What we're doing is we're dressing up our excuses in an attempt to pass it off as a real reason. I mean, this is so easy to see in our kids. It's easy to see in our grandkids. It's so easy for us as parents to see. It was easy for our parents to see in us when we were kids. I mean, it's easy when our employees do it. It's easy when our friends do it. It's easy when our neighbors do it or even when your boss does it. We all see it when somebody's making up an excuse and it's really not a reason. And all of us do it. When you get busted, I mean, you come up with a reason why things aren't going well. A reason why something didn't go right. And usually those reasons are disguised as what? Excuses. I mean, like I said, it's so easy to see in other people. I mean, we catch it all the time. I mean, we can spot an excuse almost six miles away. Yet we miss the one that's about six inches away in the mirror. What we say to other people is, well, this is the reason. This is the reason why. And wouldn't it be just so refreshing if we just said, well, my excuse is, instead of trying to pass it off as a reason, I mean, wouldn't that be awesome the next time you had a conversation with somebody, maybe your kids, when you ask them why they didn't do their homework, and you look at them and say, well, Dad, my excuse is. I mean, that would be pretty cool, right? Instead of the reason that's being passed off as an excuse. I mean, I'm late, and here's my excuse. Instead of here's my reason I'm late, trying to pass it off again as a paper wall. I mean, a lot of these things in our life, we do, and we don't even recognize we're doing it so much. I really am trying to watch my life, how I do this, and I, I do it all the time. Well, this is the reason. This is the excuse. This is the paper wall that I put up that keeps me from doing or becoming or having the opportunity. I mean, some of these walls that we construct up, well, it's based on what someone told you. I mean, some excuse, some reason, some because, because maybe somebody called you something when you were younger, or maybe they labeled you in the past and that has somehow become 
an excuse or a reason, that's a paper wall. And when that topic comes up, um, uh, because it's in your mind, because of what you've heard or something that happened, boom, the wall goes right up. And we make that excuse. So let me ask you a question. Is it possible? I mean, is it possible that you've invented reasons to defend certain behaviors and reactions or maybe overreactions that you have? I will tell you that all of us do that. All of us react and overreact and procrastinate based on those paper walls. So why do we do that? Why do we avoid certain things? I mean, maybe you've created paper walls to to avoid certain kinds of people, certain kinds of offenses, circumstances, opportunities. Let me tell you, I... When I was in high school, I tried out for the basketball team, the freshman basketball team. Now, I want you to know something. I graduated from a high school that had over 600 seniors, okay? That means that there were 600 freshmen at one time. I was one of them, and I wanted to play basketball. And there was only going to take about 13 or 14 of us, and there was about 70, 75 of us that tried out for freshman basketball. And I'm going to tell you, I didn't make the team. And now I'm going to tell you why. I don't think the coach liked my red hair. I don't. I don't think the coach really knew my potential. I don't think the coach really, you know, understood that I could have been, well, maybe if I was given the opportunity, maybe I was the next Michael Jordan. You know, we can make lots of excuses about lots of things. And you know what really happens a lot of times is we'll make excuses so much to the point that we'll never play basketball again. We'll never play athletics again. We'll never like coaches again. I mean, we'll make stereotypes of people based on excuses. Because you know when it comes down to it, let me just say this. You know why I didn't make the high school basketball team? I wasn't good enough. There were 13 or 14 other people that were better than me. And you know what? Instead of admitting that the real issue is me, I make up an excuse. And a lot of times those excuses become reasons, and those reasons are my becauses, and then my becauses are those paper walls. And I not only did it as a freshman in high school, I still do it today. I mean, I get lots of opportunities to go and people ask me to pray over things and speak at schools or go to the city council and pray for the city council. I mean, I was even asked at one point to chaplain the local semi-professional baseball team. And basically about 100% of the time I say, nope, I'm too busy. Nope, don't have enough time. Nope, I don't really, you know, I would really love to Well, that's a lie. I would not love to. But I will come up with an excuse as to why I won't do something. And here's the truth. The root of an excuse is always blaming something internal on something that's external. I mean, it's hard for us to look in the mirror and admit it, right? I decide it's not me. It's got to be something out there. 
And the moment I try to say it's something out there, there's that paper wall again. So let me just say this. Am I missing opportunities or possible relationships because I won't admit to myself that I'm making up an excuse? Is it possible that when I say it's really not my thing or it's just not me, that I could be missing something that's beyond that paper wall that I will never know unless I break through that paper wall? I mean, I can't tell you the number of times in my life where I put up paper walls and had the opportunity to break through that wall. It's paper. It's not real. It's not real, but you think it is. And because you think it is, you get hung up right there. And we miss the opportunity. Now, we have no idea what's on the other side of the paper wall. We don't know, and we'll never know unless we break through that paper wall. And in the weeks to come, we're going to talk specifically how we can break through that paper wall. So what does this have to do with the church, by the way? Because I've spent quite a while now talking about these excuses, and I haven't even, and I haven't even shared a Bible verse. I mean, how crazy, right? What does it have to do, these excuses that we like to make and these paper walls with our relationship with God? And why is it so important? See, there is a strong correlation between your relationship with God and your ability. Not your willingness, but your ability. And I want you to be clear about this. There is a relationship between your ability to follow Jesus and your willingness to push through those paper walls and to acknowledge that those reasons that whatever it is that God wants you to do are actually just excuses. Now, I say this because our excuses, those excuses that we like to make, well, they compete for lordship in our life. An excuse can actually become your king, your master, your boss, your lord. Excuses tell you what you can't do or what you won't do or what you shouldn't try. And we never acknowledge that they're really just not real. And the problem with all of that being a follower of Christ is excuses, if you're not careful, will become your king. And they're sitting on the throne of your life right now. And if you're a Christian, you could spend the rest of your life singing about a king and serving the king of excuses. Now, I don't want to insult anybody, and I don't want to make anybody mad, but let me just say this. A lot of the things that we do in our life with God, the things he's asked us to do, the things he wants us to do, opportunities that he has for us, we've made up an excuse as to why we can't. Stuff we've made up. And it's keeping us from being exactly who God called us to be. And often, now listen to this, 
often, instead of admitting that to ourselves, just like I said early, we want to blame something external, something on the outside, a paper wall. Now, in spite of that, you don't want excuses to be the boss of your life. You don't want to get to the end of your life and look back and say, wow, my whole life, I never did that because I was afraid to break through that paper wall, not a real wall, a paper wall, something that was invented, maybe because somebody said something to you, maybe something that happened to you, but you've put up a wall and you won't crash through it to be who God called you to be. I mean, the, the, the writer in the book of Hebrews gives us something that I want you to consider, okay? He, he writes this to some Jewish Christians who are really going through, well, a tough time. They're being persecuted. And really, they have an excuse to quit following Jesus that was pretty real, all right? And the writer of this book, he writes them something. He, he tells them, you know what? You're going to hit some bumps in the road. There are going to be some difficult things that are going to go on. And he says, don't give up following Jesus. Don't invent some reason to get off the track. Don't invent an excuse. And in the midst of this conversation, in the midst of this book, he gives a principle that all of us need to hear. He says, whatever reasons that you're manufacturing, whatever reasons that you're fabricating, these excuses, this is what he says. Let us throw off everything that hinders. Anything that's going to keep you from moving forward, getting past that wall. Let's throw that off. And I'm glad he uses a sports analogy because I can relate to this. He's talking about running here. Anything that's going to hinder you from running your race, from staying in your lane, you need to get rid of it. Rid yourself of everything that'll keep you from winning your race. Now, this is important because he goes into this and then he says this also. He says, and I want you to remove the sin. Now, sometimes that's such a tricky word. And sometimes we lose perspective of what this really means. The word sin is not a bunch of rules and regulations. As a matter of fact, Jesus defines sin in a pretty easy way. He said, anything that's going to hurt you or hurt someone else, that's going to be sin. So let's, let's remove anything that's going to hinder us. Let's, let's remove the sin in our life. And just like a good parent, all right, uh, and you would do this for your kids, right? You, you don't want them to hurt someone, right? You're, you're not upset that they broke a rule, right? You're upset that they hurt themselves or hurt someone else. So let's remove it. And whether there's a rule or not, we shouldn't go around hurting other people. And if you do hurt other people and, or yourself, that's, from God's perspective, what he calls a sin. Lying is a sin because you know what lying does, right? It either breaks a relationship, and you know how hard it is to have a relationship with someone 
who lies to you, right? And God says, throw that away, okay? Take off anything that's going to keep you. Take off the sin that's going to hinder you or hurt you. Well, if lying is a sin, according to God, because it hurts you or hurts someone else, then lying to yourself is also a sin. And so if I'm making up excuses that are really not excuses or reasons, and they become my becauses, then maybe I owe myself an apology. Maybe I need to stop doing that and stop making those excuses, because if we make them long enough, we're actually going to start to believe that they're real walls. And every time that comes up, that paper wall in your mind is a real wall that is so insurmountable that you can't get through it. Maybe we all need to look in the mirror once in a while and apologize to ourselves. Maybe we're holding ourselves back because of the excuses that we like to make. Because those reasons really aren't real. Now, this is really good stuff, right? Throw off everything that's going to keep you um, from running your race, the sin that so easily entangles you. In other words, no more excuses. And once you know that you're going to be free and you're going to be running that race that's free to run because there's no sin that's entangling you, the author says one more thing, and this is so good, okay? Keep your eyes on Jesus. That's it. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't lose your race because you're entangled in sin and keep your focus where it needs to be. I think one of the reasons that we're told to keep our eyes on Jesus is kind of interesting. Because if my eyes are on Jesus, now think about this, if my eyes are on Jesus, I'm not focused on myself and the walls and the excuses and the reasons as to why I won't do something. I think that's what he's trying to get us to understand. Take off anything that's going to hinder you, the sin that easily entangles you, and keep your eyes on Jesus. Paper walls. I'm going to tell you, paper walls have a way of making us really self-absorbed. We're more concentrating on ourselves. People are robbed of you when you're focused on those paper walls. People are robbed of you when you're absorbed on yourself. Excuses, and we may not really want to admit this, are really, now listen, our selfishness disguised as humility. We say things, oh, I wish I could. Thanks for the opportunity, but I'm really busy. Liar. I know I do it. We, we pass off this false humility, and it's really selfishness. And it's kind of important for those of us that are followers of Jesus. So let's read this verse one more time 
and make sure we get it. Let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, looking to him to free us from the excuses, looking to him to free us from the failures of the past or whatever it is that's keeping you from going forward, looking to him to keep us from manufacturing those excuses. And eventually, if you look to Jesus long enough, you're going to eventually stop lying to yourself and making up those excuses as to why you can't do something. I mean, you ready to stop hiding behind the wall? Why haven't you done something? Why haven't you forgiven? Why haven't you initiated that conversation? Why not try again? Why not sign up? Why not finish your education? I mean, why? And what are you going to tell yourself about it? I mean, all of us have heard, I mean, some really good people who break through walls, I mean, real walls, and we read about their lives all the time. But people who hide behind paper walls, I'm going to say this. They really just never amount to what they could have if they would have broken through the wall. So there is obviously some paper walls in all of our lives. And I think, and the purpose behind this series is for us to stop the excuse factory that we all have going on in our life. Now, there's three questions I want to leave you with, okay? I want you to think about these this week. Number one, have you ever been exposed, okay, or discarded a personal excuse that you like to make up for yourself? I mean, have you ever called yourself out, and we're going to talk about that more next week? Have you ever called yourself out for saying that was an excuse, and I know it was an excuse? Secondly, have you ever been reminded by someone else? Okay, that you're trying to you're trying to avoid responsibility or an opportunity by making an excuse. I mean, how do you feel when somebody calls you out and says that's an excuse? And you know it. Have you been lying to yourself? And if you have, can I just suggest give yourself a break. Give yourself an apology. And let's get ready together to break through those paper walls. God, thanks for our time today. Lord, I pray as we kind of march through this series, and it's going to be a really self-looking-at type of series because it's something that all of us do, Lord, and some of us do it so subconsciously um, that it just happens, and we just believe that it happens, and then it really has some real I mean, some real consequences. God, I pray by the time that we're done that we will have the power to punch through those paper walls, to get through whatever it is that's holding us back from being or seeing or having the opportunity that you would have for us. God, I pray your strength in the people that are listening, and it is in Jesus' name we pray.
Amen. Now, you don't want to miss next week because we're going to get back into it a little bit on how to begin to break through the walls, those paper walls that are in front of us. Until then, I'll see you then. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at reallifeyuma.com or download the Real Life Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Real Life Church Podcast.